transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. I guess. So okay, snack wise, what were you saying, JMO? <laughs> well, it's it's Girl Scout cookie season right now, That's and true. my wife works at a hospital, so obviously there's a lot of nurses with daughters who are Girl Scouts, and like, I think we've gone through five boxes of Samoas this month, and then <laughs> I think we reloaded. We just got another two today, but it's going to a good cause. There's a little get little girl outside the grocery store. She was like, Tiny Tim, please, sir. I need like two more boxes to meet my quota. That's, that's I tough. just had to do it. I had to do it. A little shit. Last Sunday, we went to get groceries and we, we saw them posted up on one side. We were like, no, nah, we have to go to the other entrance. <laughs> like, even though it was, we parked on that side, we walked over and the same thing. We walked back. God, I guess. Gotta have it. I mean, what are people, what's the best flavor? Uh, to be honest, I'm a thin mint sucker. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a basic bitch like that. Give me some chocolate. Give me some mint. Show it's a solid this. pick and a classic for sure. What I don't think you really ever had them, so... You've never had care. any Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. yeah. I don't really care. I don't like... I don't like mint with, with my sweets. Like, what about... Face. What about the Savannah Smiles? I was... I'm fond of those. Savannah like, Smiles? What yeah, are... They're, what are? They're the super chalky, powdery, lemon-flavored ones. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's almost like a shortbread with lemon. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, like immediately I, I need water upon eating one, but I can't stop. <laughs> Dries the fuck out of your mouth right away. Well, just uh, just so that we're clear, the correct answer is the Samoa. It is the ultimate cookie. Which one is that? Shortbread dipped in caramel, rolled in coconut with a dark chocolate drizzle. God, yep, that's the best one. That's yeah, the winner. It's the superior. I'm telling you, Dusty. If you put that in your mouth, you'd buy the Girl Scout cookies for the rest. Nah, of Nah, I, I don't. I don't like coconut. Don't like, fuck with what? coconut. You don't fuck with the coconuts. What about German chocolate cake? I don't eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> what else are there? What are the peanut butter ones that they have? They're... Tagalongs. Tagalongs. What about tagalongs? You you go for some nut, some peanut butter? No, it, it, don't have one on that. You remember those like. So it's like a cookie that was round, looked like a wheel, had a hole in the middle. The top was like, like marshmallow. No, the top was just covered in chocolate, and it was like a shortbread. Mm. It, it's just a cookie you can usually buy in the grocery store. The yeah. Well, that, oh yeah, the cookie? fudge stripe, fudge stripe. Yeah, that's. I, I they might have the, one. You talking about by the motherfucking Keebler elves over here? Uh, well, I mean, I always have like, the store brand. Like, yeah, it was. But I remember we used to have those all the time, but it wasn't the girl stuff. It was just brand. It, I was really disappointed because this year they came out with a new flavor that's a s'mores flavor one. So it's Ooh. two graham cracker cookies with chocolate. It's like Oreo consistency, but a chocolate on top and then marshmallow. And they sucked. 
I'm sorry, oh. Girl Scouts. They were not good. I'm, I'm going to go try them. We'll see. Okay. That's, oh, I, dude. That's, the, the concept sounds so good. I have to try it. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at like a whole list of them, man. Yeah, Fudge Stripe is what I was thinking of. The bottom's, yeah. the bottom's completely covered in chocolate. And you have the, but yeah, I always just have this door brand. Dude, they have one that's just called Thanks A Lot. It's a shortbread cookie dipped in rich fudge and topped with an embossed thank you message in one of five languages. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, really, they are a little uh, five bucks a box, but hey, you're you're helping girls get some patches on their whatever their bandolier. <laughs> <laughs> is that like? Is it kind of like the Awana Club, the Sparks Club vests? <laughs> pretty much. Those vests were were really bold, if you ask me. I ha- I had one with a little like a little guy, but like he looked like an ant man, and then you'd get little uh, jewels whenever you would learn your Bible verses. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah, it was like a, a club sparks. It was just something your parents would dump you off at in the middle of the week so they can get some quiet time. <laughs> Go earn some fucking rhinestones, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's a 90s thing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There we go. He nailed it. Here we are on another episode of Under Further Review. Um, obviously, like Gil called it, this is a 90s themed episode. And we're going bracket style competing for the best 90s song on the list. Uh, Jameson, do you have a bracket formed? I do have a bracket formed, and we we're missing one one uh, playlist creator, so we're a little short on the bracket. So we're gonna have a wild card to throw in on the semifinal. Ooh. So we'll just we'll just leave that for the end, a little surprise for the for the corn dogs out there, there as we go to find the greatest song of the late 1900s. <laughs> Damn right, we're cool. Uh, so, I mean, this was for me. This was a pretty easy list to to like throw something down on. Uh, and I know for a couple of you, it was probably also the same. It was a little tricky to pick like what is pinnacle '90s versus what do I like? Like, am I going for the bracket or am I going for a song that I like? I. Yeah. I ended up going with what I thought would win the bracket, but that's not to say I don't like the songs. Ooh, okay. Dusty, how did you do with this list when you were like looking at it? Uh, it was tough. I mean, I think I've, I added so many, like add them, take them off, and then I just like, just like Kevin said it, forget it. Just so many, like you just start to go down these like rabbit these. Yeah. Oh, that song! I just like, I just love that. It's just like it reminds me of just listening to KM3 back in the day. Dude, it was that nice nostalgia. I'm like, you know, I get, I get that. Like that's uh, that I joke about that at work when I play the Sugar Ray Station. I'm like, dude, I'm like, we're listening to KW3 all day. <laughs> uh, Nick, how'd you do with like when when it came to picking your picks? Honestly, I really struggled. You guys uh, will probably remember me as being, I think, the last person to submit anything. 
Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really struggled with it. I figured there was no point in doing the hits, like because I've listened to those hits to death, and we've probably talked about them quite a bit. So I tried to do some weird shit that happened to be made in the '90s. You you succeeded, sir. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, I think this is a very funky '90s list, l- late 1900s list. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, okay. So where do we start off? Who who's the first like the first couple of competitors here? It looks like we got a Gil and Jared going up against each other. But we're gonna start out with the way by fastball, which is a dusty Gil pick. Oh yes. Uh fastball. So this is the first album I ever like bought. Mm. I, I don't know what years probably but it's ninety five, maybe. But 98. I'm pulling 98. it up. 98. This, I mean, obviously my parents had bought albums and stuff for us, like, you know, now. And this was the one who's like, oh, I have my money. You know, I'm going to go to Camelot Music and buy this. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was like the first, I mean, I was so obsessed with this song. It was like, I would just, whenever I come on the radio, I was so excited. I mean, and then the rest of this album pretty much shit but i think there's <laughs> there's one other hit song they had off this album but i don't know it's it just takes me back as when i think of the 90s with that mass ball on here i like to think they're still together touring somewhere like at a you know a state fair or something for sure county fair most likely <laughs> they're oh, like yeah. the Grant, Grant County Fair in Moses Lake yeah, where just exactly. wafting manure smells the whole time they're playing <laughs> manure and meth <laughs> yeah oh my god dude I mean I gotta hand it to you Gil this is like a fucking 90s banger like as soon as it kicks on like I'm like oh I know where I'm going with this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I think it's a very strong submission. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but overall, man, like, I, I mean, this song doesn't like. I'm one of those suckers where, yeah, the '90s rabbit hole gets me, and to, like I said, to me, this is like right up there. It's fucking bonkers. If you also, if you look at the album cover, like, that is a quintessential '90s album cover. It looks so '90s too. Like, yep. That- I mean, I feel like everybody looked like the lead singer of Train back in the day. <laughs> they all had the same haircut. Oh, yeah. Do you think on their, like, county tour, that guy still has those shades? Oh, yeah. It just doesn't have the hair on top. It's just bald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, how would you feel about this this track? I enjoyed it. It had a, it it was super '90s and super nostalgic, but I'm not not gonna try to beat the dead horse on this one. But otherwise, the vibe on this one is really good. It really, for in my memories, there's only like two versions of the '90s that existed simultaneously, and one was like this entire summer that existed only in Southern California somehow, even though I've I'd never been there. <laughs> and that was just that's just because of what I, what we saw on TV all the time. Um. But this this just captures that. This this makes me want to drink some Sunny D. Ooh. <clears throat> oh wait 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 wait. Hang on. 
no, no, no. We'll, we'll circle back to the Sunny D. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I mentioned that last week. <laughs> but this one was cool. It had it, it had almost kind of a, a, a psychobilly type kind of chord progression and wobbly little vibe to it. Not something I was, I'm used to hearing in a hit song. There you go. Jameson. That's that's really I never thought about it that way, Nick, but you're totally right. Now that I'm like thinking of the chord progression, there is a bit of that like psychobilly-ness in there. But this just places me in my mom's teal Windstar, Ford Windstar minivan. Just for like this came out in 98 it feels like it came out from in 95 and played from 95 till the last day of 99 like <laughs> that's what, yeah that's the feeling i thought i thought it was earlier than 98 but that just means kw3 got its uh got its plays out of this one for sure but uh like going back through these songs it's like man i i enjoyed these a lot more than i expected to like it's it's a fun song, and sure, the nostalgia plays a lot, but I'll listen to this again for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. I mean, positive reviews pretty much all around. So what is it? What's what's it going up against? This is one of your picks, Jared. This is No Rain by Blind Melon. You're goddamn right. <laughs> this song is from 92, and it is like infected into every one of our heads as soon as it starts i also really love it it's just a melancholy fucking weird it's like kind of melancholy but kind of upbeat it's got a good dynamic but i think it's a strong submission and i think it might actually uh you know beat dusty out hopefully <laughs> it definitely is a really like i will talk about the matchup a little bit before we you know continue on but this song yeah it's quintessential 90s and it's like this came out in the grunge era you know this was like happy grunge music and you hear that song and i just you see the little girl in the bumblebee costume like immediately in my head i see it and yeah same thing man i i still like and listen to this song so solid pick well, Dusty, how'd you feel about it? Uh, it's, it's the same as one of those, like, that, just the lead of the, you know, everybody knows. You hear that, and you're like, oh, that's the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also go back to the music video with the girl. And I feel like if you, when you see, like, montages of the 90s, there's always that girl in that bumblebee outfit that always is somewhere in there. So, I mean, it just, this kind of shows how big of a hit, I guess, was. I mean, I, I, I didn't really listen to any of it or like other stuff. I mean, the guy, really, heroin addict, wasn't like Moon or whatever was the lead singer. But um, I don't know. It's it's just another quintessential 90s, kind of a perfect matchup here, you know, between these two. It's like, you're just going like, you know, mid seeds here in the tournament, knock each other out. Yeah, I mean, it's a song that I would just still pops up on random. Solid 90s. Solid 90s. All right. See? Can't escape you. Uh, Nick, is it in, is it 
burrowed in your head like that weird little slug that Khan put in a what's his fucking Chekhov's ear? That's a. I mean, that's not a deep cut. That's like the biggest Star Trek film, but <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> uh, oh, well, now I've got that imagery stuck in my head. But no, yes, it's exactly like that. And I heard this once, and I think at that moment, this song was grooved into my brain like a little bit of vinyl. <laughs> in the way that it would groove into, I don't know. Make that analogy work somehow. Um, cut it. Fix it in post. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, no, this, this song is bizarre to me. It, 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 I've never heard a song like it, like the, that particular style of singing. I'd never heard another blind melon song before. And I don't think I ever heard another blind melon song aside from this one. So maybe I'll never hear this sound again, <laughs> except for, the, <laughs> except for this song. Yeah, you will. Cause he's dead. What? Really? I said you won't. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's dead. Oh, oh shit. Oh, he died in the nineties of a heroin. Of course he did. Ah, classic. Yeah, that's oh. rough. It you- is really interesting, too, with this song, because it's about drug use and depression, and it doesn't come across that way at all. That's a at least to though. me. That That's a very 90s thing. True. Very true. I don't know. It's just a, it's a very happy, upbeat-sounding song. Like, the happy grunge. Like, that's that's a very apt descriptor for that, so... That's that's accurate. I don't, I don't know. It's just a bizarre song that is permanently etched in my brain. Um, I don't dislike it, but it, I I think that one might might edge out the other guy. Uh oh. Wow. We'll see. Well then, I guess that brings us to our first showdown. All right. Let's just. Uh, I guess we'll go for uh, who's taking the way. I'm of course gonna vote. Dusty's picking his song. Oh boy, this is real tough. I think I'm gonna go with simply on the '90s. I think No Rain is more iconic to the '90s. Okay. Jared, what do you got? You know, after some deep reflection, <laughs> I think that the that for me, No Rain, although it is like definitely a 90s track, I've had it blend into playlists and other mixes before, uh, no problem. And it kind of like gets mixed in. Sometimes I don't even think about the 90s element now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, though I know deep in my core, it's from 92. This rambling is going to lead somewhere, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, after like really just thinking about fastball man like i want i think that to me is more of a 90s vibe that i rem- like nostalgically really remember it's like that okay. it's like it's like sugar ray adjacent you know where to me it's just like you think it's like if somebody asked me 90s music i'm like there yeah that so all i'm saying is i'm flipping my vote and i'm actually going to vote for dusty's track the way all right nick it's you know it's probably because you're a little more cognizant at this point in your life compared mm. the other song. You know, but it necessarily wasn't. 
Yeah, like the '90s stink, like stinks real bad on this song, and like, and I, <laughs> I like, I, I can smell it like, like a lot heavier if you ask me. So is that is that the definitive category for these for these matchings? We're going pure '90s. Which one is '90sist? Yes. Mm. Are we going to a coin flip, or are you gonna put the stamp on it, Nick? We might have to go to a coin toss on this one. Ooh, Nick's going with the way. The problem, I just don't think I have enough nostalgia for the way to give it that 90s edge, but I have plenty of nostalgia for the Blind Melon track. No rain is, but that's 90s. Oh. I think we're just going to have to go to the... Yeah, so my vote's going to be for no rain. Okay, I think Dusty's getting a coin, so we must... Points is on it. Oh, Coins is on it. <laughs> use a Green Ranger power coin for the nineties. Yeah. Have you you guys watched the uh the new Power Rangers special on Netflix where they brought back the actors from the from the Mighty Morphin Age? I'm more on the it. new releases. It's only an hour. I'd give it a shot. You, you guys will enjoy it. I've wanted to watch it. I don't have Netflix right now, so I'm holding uh, out. I would right. give it to you, but Netflix are oh. scoundrels now. So that's a better that's a better coin than a quarter. All right. So what so. is the ceremonial flipping coin for this episode? It's this is going to be the Green Rangers uh, power coin. I pulled it out of my morpher. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh God. So uh, what? Who is who? We're gonna have to say that the uh, the, the dragon's claw is going to be no rain and then the way is going to be the mighty morphin power rangers logo on the back side of this embossed yes. hell yeah all right we're flipping and yep it's going to the way the oh. way okay i mean Telling it's you. a solid pick you couldn't go wrong either way no, yeah it's was, like a that was a tough one no it's a two three seed battling the horse yeah, I mean they're they're equally an even matched. So, yeah. All right. Well, moving down to matchup number two, mm. my my pick is coming up first. This is "Letter Cry" by Hootie and the Blowfish. So, I I knew immediately Hootie had to go on this playlist. Um, right. You were right. And when I first put a Hootie song on here, I went with "Only Want to Be with You." But in my college days, when I was uh, really into wearing Romeos and listening to country music, I went and saw Darius Rucker live because he's a country artist now. And for his uh, encore, he came out and played Let Her Cry. And so this song has a bit of a extra deep meaning to me. And I mean, like the first uh, first um lyric in this when he talks about his favorite person and stipes not far behind that he's actually talking about the lead singer from rem being friends with him so it's like he's talking about other iconic 90s artists in here he's talking about his woman getting hooked on drugs and not like it is perfect 90s track so i don't know what did you guys think of it jared what did you think Oh man, like I'm just gonna give it the chef's kiss right now, right yeah. on its lips. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this, as like as soon as it kicks on, I'm just like, 
boom i've tra i've transported in time this song is honestly it does have some like it gets me a little bit like yeah like you know it's plucking at some strings a little bit my like, god damn darius rucker what the <laughs> fuck well hootie hootie and the blowfish excuse me <laughs> respect the name uh so yeah this song, although I can't name a single other song like this that I probably enjoy, like like style-wise, I fucking love this song for the like the nostalgia, one hundred and twenty-three percent. So, <laughs> damn, dude, it got me. Nick, what about you? I don't think I've heard this song since the '90s, so this this immediately transported me back. Uh, Hootie is a mandatory choice for a 90s playlist. Yep. Um, and this is just a great song. Um, I do remember as a kid not having a fucking clue what he was saying, and I thought there was someone named Letter B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Letter B. <laughs> well, my name is Bruce Letter B. <laughs> but, no, this is a great song. It's just good, and it... it, it it is the, the the case study on using too much air in your vowels while singing, which was just the thing that they did during the day that they did it. In the late 1900s. That would be when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the 90s of shit I ever heard. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Dusty, did Hootie and the Blowfish blow you away? Yeah, I mean, there's... As you said, I mean, you can't have this list without them. Like, you know, if Caleb were here and a metal list, you know, not having DTB on there, something like that. But, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, it's a classic. I mean, as soon as I saw you put them on there, I was like, oh shit, well, now you can't put a Hootie song on here. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody's like, hold my hand time. It's just like, yeah, I mean, there's one song he, he just talks, you know, he, he mentions golf, making him cry. And people used to think that was just dolphins, but he was talking about the Miami Dolphins making cry, <laughs> losing all, <laughs> losing the super three in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it, it is odd that he kind of had like a renaissance as a country singer, but I mean, he's got the voice for it. Yeah, he so. Darius Rucker has a great voice. He really does. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was super unique here in the 90s. His country stuff is a lot. I mean, it's mainstream country now, but you can't you can't discount his vocal chops. And just, I, don't, I wonder what happened to the rest of the blowfish. So. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's just quintessential. It's like I, when I, I think about 90s, there's a handful of bands that pop into your head. You know, we can't have Blowfish are always there. Blowfish. <laughs> well, to move down the bracket, we got a Nick song. We got a Bard song by Blind Guardian. Please explain yourself, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, to start my explanation, I did not know that this was going to be a bracketed fucking face-off challenge tuning exam bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the playlist name being 90s Deathmatch would uh, would play it out. but None of our playlist not. names has ever, ever like indicated what happens on these playlists. That's true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> How was I to know? 
It's just wild card. Yeah, it's a wild card. <laughs> that being just said, never know so... which one's going to be relevant. Uh, oh. But anyways, the song did come out in the 90s, even though none of us heard it then. Uh, because it came out in Germany. Uh, Blind Guardian is a German band, and they're singing about Lord of the Rings in this one. Or Lord of the Rings adjacent things. Which is, I think, one of their main topics of songwriting. Uh, but I discovered these guys well into the 2000s uh, when I was looking for more power metal because Dragon Force just wasn't cutting it. So I found <laughs> these guys and I found a few other acts. Uh, but these guys, these guys have to be mentioned as a foundational aspect of, of power metal as it is today. Like these guys are some of the the they they set the ground rules for just writing about fantasy shit. <laughs> and they weren't the first to do it, but they, they they made a gold standard. That's what it is. Um, but I don't know. It's a it's a great song. It's not really. I, I don't think they really have another song like it. It's this nice little acoustic mel uh, melody thing that they they go through. Um, but a lot of random people seem to like it. I I I heard it at like an army party. Like someone someone played Wagon Wheel, and then immediately after, someone else picked up the guitar and played the Bard song. <laughs> it was a, it was a weird party, man. But a weird amount of people know it. Well, I mean, I got to be honest with you. This is an awesome. I do really like this song and the the fact that they mostly seem to write about lord of the rings or lord of the rings adjacent things it definitely is unfortunate it's going up against hootie and the blowfish i'm just gonna say <laughs> that right now but uh i honestly want to listen to more of this so like like just as like currently what i want to listen to things you know it's like i don't know why i haven't heard of it you're right this is from fucking 90 like the early 90s the early early yeah not like 91 or 92 or whatever but it's these... like no uh, sorry to interrupt but i think these guys for from the 90s where they were so obsessed with lord of the rings they even had like a pitch to try to score the lord of the rings movie that was being made at the time by peter mm -hmm. jackson and he said no <laughs> <laughs> he said no well i think it's a great song i don't know if i don't know if it's too 90s for me though i'm just gonna say that what else you guys got? Um, I, I obviously have never heard this, but I immediately heard it and I was like, man, I wonder how much Nick listened to this in high school, but you're saying you found it afterwards, but I, I could sure see Flannery walking around with headphones and enjoying this walking around Eastmont High School. Well, here's the thing. I said I discovered it in the 2000s. Oh, you said at an army party. You were going to no, army no, no, no. parties? No, not at <laughs> you. No, no. I, I I heard it again years later at a party. Someone I, I would oh. never guessed was aware of Blind Guardian. Okay. Without a Blind Guardian song at a party after Wagon Wheel. That makes a lot more sense. But yeah, I could see Nick Flannery walking around in a, a fur vest, enjoying this the hell out of this. <laughs> Fur vest. I you had a fur vest. I, didn't I know have a you. Fur vest. I had the I had the knee high moccasins. Okay, maybe. I I'm still seeing you in a fur vest enjoying this, sir. So Caleb that's had a fur vest. He did. He absolutely did. But um, like this was one of those. 
there's bands I would, you know, I, I stole off somebody's computer onto my iPod, but I'd always just, you know, just scroll right past them. Immediate it skip. Was, it was on there just in case, you know, we're party or driving around or something. One, you know, but it's just one of those things I never listened to. Honestly, it's probably the first time I ever heard. I don't know. Kind of reminds me of uh, Stonehenge, kind of, without the rock mm. part. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I think Jameson called it theatrical. But, yeah. But, yeah. but, I mean, it's not a bad song. It's just tough to go against Hootie. Hootie's just like one seed in this. This is an undefe- undefeated Duke going against like Appalachia State in March Madness. <laughs> so I hate to say it, but do we do we have to vote here? Or are we just going to move Hootie on in the bracket? Just put Hootie in a thing. <laughs> that is that is like should go on a T-shirt. Just put Hootie in the thing. <laughs> There's no contest. I did not understand the assignment. <laughs> I didn't either, but I picked 90 songs, and so. All of my songs are 90s songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Let's move on down. We're going to go with a dusty pick here. This is Man on the Moon by R.E.M. Yeah. Cl- R.E.M., another classic band. Uh, I mean, there's so many songs I could have picked from, but this song holds a special place in my heart. Just from us just binge-watching Man on the Moon through like I don't know for a year straight just quoting Tony Clifton this <laughs> is some of the best times in my life uh this the like the 90s nostalgia of REM with back high school just, and as soon as I heard this I'm like all those Tony Clifton quotes came back into my head yep like, you're all what <laughs> just <laughs> I need that like I need a shotgun blast in the face just that's the shit he said it was just like oh when it's something so great, yeah. It just, you know, another one of those songs, and they all get. I I think I remember the first time. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I think the first time I watched Man in the Moon, it was just me and Dusty at my house, and it was like on Showtime, uh, like on demand. And we just like stayed up till two in the morning after drinking, watching it. And then it just like was a downward spiral. Like it just played every time we were together. It like embedded his tentacles kind of into our group, I feel like. And then we had uh, the Storm and Mormon make us t-shirts with Tony Clifton on it. I think you and me, Dusty, were the only ones who had it. Yeah. And we had, it was Tony Clifton and underneath it said, I need this place like a shotgun blast to the face. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously no one, it's on. a great pick. I just want to say, no one told me what that was about. No one, if you guys refuse to explain those fucking Tony Clifton shirts, <laughs> Jared wouldn't tell me he was the storm and Mormon. It, it just, I, I was so lost. I could not figure out who the fuck Tony Clifton was. I'm just absolutely. I'm. This is this is a revelatory conversation for me right now. I remember this. <laughs> Dude. Well, how'd you feel? Okay, so how'd you feel about the song, Nick? 
it's it, I don't know. It made me a little forlorn. You don't hear guitar hits the way we used to. You know, the the things that get radio played are never, you know, a drum kit, a guitar, a bass, and a guy singing. It's it's all it's always in 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 some way produced with some type of synthetically generated sound. You know, as arbitrary as that line is. Um. But it did, it did make me feel a little forlorn for the days when you would hear just a, a rock band on the radio. So this one was this one was very pleasant to hear. It was a very nostalgic track, like every track on here, except for the ones that I picked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I obviously I agree. I agree with all you guys. Like that's uh, it is one of those like it it brings me back to. Tony Clifton like quotes every other fucking sentence and you know it it, it definitely uh, I mean like it's it sends me right back to the 90s it's one of those songs though this particular one like REM song that I like I have an REM like station that we play at the cafe right and it plays this song fairly often I have never gotten sick of this song. Oh, like, that's high praise. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, to me, it's just like, I think it's like a combination of nostalgia and it just being a pleasing song and knowing it's a, like, you know, it's about Andy Kaufman, all that shit. Like, just gets me, takes me to a place, place, a place with tall grass <laughs> and bumblebees <laughs> and Bowie's running free. Uh, you know, uh, it's a good thing. This is a great song. I give it my hearty uh, double thumbs. I feel like the 90s was like, all right, popular band, we need you to write a song for this. Mm. It's like, like radio hit. That kind of went away in the 2000s, 2010s. I yeah. Yeah, like, there's, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of songs from the 90s or a lot of movies from the 90s where there's like a very popular artist who just wrote the theme for, or at least like the first song that will play as the credits roll, you know, every Will Smith movie. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Or like, uh, that was just Will Smith getting himself a good deal. He did all those tracks. (laughs) What was it like Godzilla 99 that had P Diddy do all the music for it? (laughs) Yeah. He got, he got Jimmy Page to sell out. Yeah. That shit's crazy to me. I think I remember reading about the reason that that stopped happening is because the studios realized they were shelling out shitloads of money for these huge artists to do like promo tracks for their movies and then not getting any type of difference in box office numbers as a result. Yeah, you're not putting anyone in the seats. You're not putting people in the seats for a P. Diddy track. I didn't show up to P. Diddy banger. I didn't show up to Daredevil to listen to Evanescence. Dude, no, God. Him, like, holding out the the soundtrack or whatever to the, you know, to the movie. They would waste so much studio time, which is so expensive. Damn, man. Well, damn, damn the man. Or the studio, man. Save the empire. Save the now. Exactly. Moving down, we got a Jared pick. Firewater burned by the Bloodhound Gang. Ah, yes. The Bloodhound Gang had to make it somewhere on this goddamn list, if you ask me. And I fucking love this song. This song is such a... 
calming burn, I don't fucking care mood that it sets me in every time I listen to it. And I'm all right with that. That's a good place to be sometimes. Uh, so it's a juicy song. Uh, is it 90s enough? I am not sure, but we'll find out later. Um, I don't know. I just, I can't. I also think of constantly, uh, what's that fucking, oh, I can't remember which CKY film it was that we watched. Mm. Like, like I would like religiously borrow from Troy. But it was like featured in like a part of it, and I think that's where if I like initially got put on my radar. Uh, like, it wasn't like the might have been CKY three. Might have been two K. Either way, like I don't know. It's just one of those songs. I like again. I feel like I instantly can pick up every like as soon as it starts. So I love it. But how do you guys feel about it? Um, I I think I'll bite with you there, Jared. I don't know that this ties to the '90s for me, but that <clears throat> that term there, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Like that is kind of like permeated through culture. Like if, at least to me, if somebody says the roof is on fire, I'm probably we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. You know so. It, it's uh, like I didn't realize uh, this isn't on Hooray for Boobies, which is like the album I think of when I think of the Bloodhound Gang. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's solid track, but I don't know if it's 90s enough. What about you, Nick? Or Dusty, whoever. I'll go since he's mid water. Um, it's lurking. So. My first exposure to Bloodhound Game was clearly the same one probably everybody had touch. It was on Hooray for Boobies, 99. So I kind of lumped them in to that maybe early 2000s range. Um, but I mean, I think I I heard this, I had some tapers, probably in the early 2000s. I thought I was getting away with something for this mm. song. So I didn't realize it was 90s, but I mean, it, it's still in that kind of that era. I mean, I feel like I think of the 90s was still in the early 2000s. So I, I wouldn't say it's not too 90s, but yeah, I mean, I like the Bloodhound Gang. I, and I just, I was just looking at it now. I did not realize, I thought Hefty Fine was one of their first albums. I didn't realize it was after like the that great. Mm. It was like, you know, Boxtraw, Unicorn, probably well, it was like a late 90s song, but I don't know. Let me look at it, but it's, I mean, they're solid and it doesn't give me the same nostalgia as some of the other 90s stuff, but it's it's just another one of those weird part of the 90s, like the Tom Greens of the 90s, that kind of, that kind of vibe I get, MTV. So, yep. I mean, it fits. Telling you, it's '96. It's right there. Uh, Nick, is it '90s enough for you? And how do you feel about this song? It's pretty '90s. I remember watching a lot of those CKY videos too. <laughs> um, you think? I mean, it's a little topical, but do you think they've caught Bam yet? 
Oh. I turned himself in yesterday. Oh, did he? Okay, good. That's yeah, good. I read what happened, and of course, it's for another day to discuss. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, Feel I'm, bad for him. I'm rooting for a turnaround. I just thought, I mean, I will say, the headline was a bit shocking when I just was like <laughs> looking through my news. It was like, Bam Archera flees in the woods. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm, his, I'm totally thing, out of the loop. What the fuck did he do? His thing yesterday was like, it, he looked at Jess's phone. Jess Majera, who was the drummer of CGY. Um, and he was trying to, what they call 302 somebody, a 302 ban, which apparently is a term for like admitting somebody. Mm-hmm. Like against their will, and so that's why he freaked out and attacked him at Castle Bam, and then ran into the woods and was fugitive for days. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of had a rough year, in and out of rehab, and poor guy. He was so cool. <laughs> well, all right, we're going for. Another bracket match. Oh, wait, yeah, hang on. I oh, got, wait. I, we got totally lost in the weeds there. Um, the weeds grew. The weeds. Uh, but this <laughs> one's... I mean, it's it's tough going up against R.E.M. in any type of 90s thing, but this song is still really good. I mean, the Bloodhound Gang gives a, a fun time literally every single listen through, and I don't know that I've ever gotten tired of listening to them. Nice. Um, I don't know. I've never sat down and listened to one of their albums, but still, good nostalgic pick. Uh... Fingers crossed for Bam. <laughs> if if you're gonna listen to your album, just sit and listen to Hefty Fine. Just look back. It's just hilarious, catchy. Up. All right, bracket showdown. Where are we going? REM or Bloodhound Gang? I think yeah. I'm gonna go with REM. Yep, yeah, put me down for REM too. All right. But yeah gonna be i mean uh-huh. you're, you're going against a titan and rem there the 90s it's like a hootie you know well i can't agree more i guess i gotta give it up i'm flipping all these <laughs> my own songs i feel not like that we knew that not that we knew these songs were going against each other <laughs> but I, 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 i'll still love that bloodhound gang song but yeah it's definitely it's definitely moving on no, once they've lost, you can't listen to them again. No, never. Ever right. again. It's I forgot to match. read that in the contract. <laughs> yeah, that's why this is a death match. When the songs get eliminated, they're dead. Actually, Damn. we have we have the, the kill code to upload to the internet. Deletes them from the internet, too. Even from Napster? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can delete anything from Napster. <laughs> oh, All right. my God. I got another one of my picks. This is Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> it's It's so ridiculous but man this song not only i mean it's ridiculous and but this is like what i at least i felt like as a child in the 90s like i thought this is what the uk is like all the time like this is like the first time you're hearing (laughs) like a deep uh british accent and they're just talking about drinking in the pub all the time like thought wow this is what those British people are like, huh? But um, not only did it... Yeah, Chumbawamba. (laughs) And then not only that, but it was probably in every sports movie for like 
I don't know, a good 15 years. Like anything with like a sports montage, they just put tub thumping with it. So it had to make it on the list. Oh, God, dude. I, I love you, Jameson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the obvious truth. Like, this song got so fucking big and it was everywhere. And it, this, I, I love how you put it. Like, this, this just like makes you, you know, like feel that fucking, like, this is what I felt like in the 90s, you know? Like, <laughs> like, I remember, uh, Oh my god, dude! I don't even remember what stupid like video it was that me and Clement and, and like Troy probably filmed back in the day. But this song was like, I, I remember like bashing myself into a garage door and then like to putting <laughs> this this song like over the top of it. You know? <laughs> my cousin Vinny. It was yeah, it might have been my cousin Vinny. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this this song is. We've had like Titan on Titan on Titan here. So like this this is like such a fucking nineties song. I love it. I could like somebody caught me at work singing to it the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, uh it's it's such a great song. Could couldn't love it more. This was a late ad for me too. It didn't originally make it on. But then I was looking through nineties list and I was like, yep that's deleting whatever I had on before. This has got to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nick, what about you, man? Are there any original lyrics in this song? Because I think it's just I think it's just old drinking songs that are applied to the beat. Like none of like really? it just she just sings Danny Boy at some point for one. Yeah. I mean, and he literally just goes down and lists the things that he's drinking that night like have a cider drink, have a whiskey drink, have a lager drink, have a something else drink. Like, I don't know if it's all drinking songs, but it's pretty fucking simple, honestly. So you could be absolutely shit-faced and still know every lyric to this. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know. This might be the first time I've ever sat down and critically listened to Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. (laughs) (laughs) He would be the first ever to do that. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely Not the a song first. you think about. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It is a very exciting and and, and attention getting little song. Um, I'll say that. Uh, it's super nostalgic. I'll say that. I don't know if I need to hear it so much at this these days. No, definitely not. <laughs> but this this all i need to say is that this competition is a farce (laughs) yeah this is i mean this is a titan you're going into here like this is the second time yeah this is darth vader on obi-wan's old ass like this is like like when one strike and it's done like Hey, he did. He could have finished that fight. Okay, he gave. Uh, you know, we're not getting into this, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're not getting into the this, force, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a super Sam plant. Um, but uh, I don't know. This is this is the like. There's a handful of songs that I feel like define the '90s. Um, so I don't know. 
I never really understood what they were talking about other than pissing the night away or whatever there, but I don't know, is I get knocked down and get back up and not a, a original song to this or this with that sample too. I mean mm, I have no idea. I'm gonna have to do some research on this one. We'll get we'll get back. That would be like on. I was this old when I learned that kind of thing. So I was just saying, I don't know, I saw this incredibly long, repetitive song that was so catchy and to this day still somehow works on montages. <laughs> You're not wrong, but Nick, uh, you had your second flop here, but um, anyways. Oh yeah, it was just announcer right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did, but I will give it to you. So the song is Carry On by Angra. I don't know what this band is, but they basically, um, I, you could have, like, this is just fucking Iron Maiden to me. And maybe, no, it's not more complex, but this is Iron Maiden, and I would have lost a lot of money if I had to put money down. I could have said for sure, this is an Iron Maiden song, but tell me about it. Uh, so this is another one of those bands that when I discovered power metal, I went looking for more and these guys were foundational. This is, I mean, the Iron Maiden comparison is there, but if Iron Maiden continued along those lines into what becomes power metal later on, that's kind of the sound of anger. These guys are, uh, mm. I think, Brazilian power metal band. Power metal's fucking huge in South America for God knows what reason. Uh, I guess they like melodies there. Um... But no, this song fucking rips. I discovered it, and I was like, holy shit, there's other people in the world that can play guitar and make cool synth-sounding violin synth notes and make really exciting music to listen to, and this guy's got the range of some kind of fucking computer machine. Um, I don't know. It was just a really cool discovery, and it was written in the 90s, which is not some, you know, this is not the type of music that I expected to be written in the 90s. I was just used to Blind Melon. <laughs> I will say I, I was like I'm not a power metal guy I was surprised by this track like I said it's there's a hell of a lot of Iron Maiden there but um, yeah the guy has some fucking range that's for sure so uh, I don't know like, I'm not going to listen to more Angra but I didn't mind listening to this track dude I'm with you. Like this, I actually thought this song was really fucking cool. Uh, I was just like, oh shit. I couldn't differentiate it from, you know, 90s or not. But that aside, like, I mean, it's just, it's my kind of fucking power metal. It's just redonkulous. It goes, it goes so fucking hard. Uh, there's that lyric in the middle. It's like cold as the wind and thunderstruck. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love it, man. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, big thumbs up on one side. Nineties, yeah. I don't know, but I loved it, dude. Like, this is kind of like in an episode of like any episode of that that Ninja Warrior uh, competition, the Unbeatable Bonzuke or whatever it is. Like, there's always some kind of celebrity contestant, and he's wearing some big, goofy fucking costume and just eats shit on the first step. <laughs> that's that's what my picks are today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like this. It's, like, it's I think just... it's, it's like Iron Maiden, but um, I don't know. I wasn't the biggest Iron Maiden fan, I guess. 
I guess not mainstream. So I don't know. I don't hate this. I feel like there's some different uh, Dragon Force roots in this, or you know, Dragon Force is maybe get some inspiration from this. So no. All right, it's classic power metal, I guess. I mean, it's just in a difficult spot here. <laughs> yeah, I hate to do it to you again, I Flan, but I didn't. I didn't make the order of things, so. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on penciling and tub thumping. <laughs> like how you well, got the Noah's Ark binder you're working on there. I know it's the only hard surface I had in the bedroom. Oh my! <laughs> Look my, at that! My, <laughs> oh wow! Wait, hang on. Hey, let me see the lions. Is that like the Darren oh, Aronofsky okay. movie? So my <laughs> my father-in-law is a little bit of a hoarder and he's cleaning out his basement and just like every time we go to Wenatchee he just shows up with a box full of stuff for my wife and so we just keep like we're probably leaving Idaho soon and we just keep bringing back truckloads of stuff out of his basement so he's forcing his hoard on you guys <laughs> it's like classic episode of hoarders <laughs> Pretty much. You're not wrong. Whoa. But now, moving down the list, I, I'm going to say it, man. This song was probably my biggest surprise at how much I enjoyed. It's a dusty pick with Hey Leonardo by Blessed Union of Souls. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, another classic 90s song that I honestly thought it was a train song or county crow song because it's very similar there's just a couple other 90s songs that they're set up the same way that sound exactly like this I, it, I forgot what that one train song was but it's like one or the other copied each other like um she's my queen or something like that just right if it's not Drops of Jupiter, I don't know what train song we're talking about. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but it's very, it's just like, I mean, the Great same song. vibe. Like, um, I just, I don't know. Did not know. 90s song that gives you the most nostalgia, I guess. So, solid, another salt pick, though. I do agree with you. I mean, like, this is. Again, one of those that like I immediately am just like jump into the '90s like with it's it's I didn't know who the fuck it was by either, so this mm -hmm. is like a nice surprise to me. I actually now know Blessed, which is spelled incorrectly, Union of Souls. All right, what I don't understand why it's spelled incorrectly. It, I'm not gonna, I mean, I, I'm not gonna pick I'm not gonna pick a bone about it, but. It does bother there's, me. I mean, <laughs> there's so many. I'm looking it up. 90s bands like this that I feel like that decade had the most one-hit wonders ever. For so sure. Bands like that, like that, you just confuse with each other. Yeah. So. You know what they should have done is they should have they should have replaced those S's with Z's. So that would have been cool. I think that was a millennium thing or millennia. Uh, thing adding Z's. If I 90s back, was a little too pure for that. If I could go back in time, I would t I would travel to before they named their band, and I would suggest that to them, and then they'd start <laughs> the trend, and somehow that'd make me rich. 
<laughs> I, I looked that song up. It's uh, Meet Virginia by Train. Oh, yeah. It's a very similar, like, um, like composure of the song, like singing over drumming, just drumming on its own. I feel like that was a big 90s thing. Either way, I do agree. It's I do agree. It jumps me to the 90s. It's a good track, but I don't know. You know, we'll see how far it goes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I the first time I heard this, I was like, you know what? This is going on my liked list. This is going on my daily plays. I I enjoyed the fuck out of this because I hadn't heard it in a, uh, I guess, twenty plus years. But um, yeah, it, it's a good pick. It's fun. It's lighthearted. Solid. Real solid. Oh yeah, Nick. What about you? The the line separating this song from a pop punk fucking anthem is nigh imperceptible. Mm. Uh, this song this song was fucking great. It might have actually been my my favorite discovery on this list. I'm definitely gonna check out some more Blessed. You, you know what it, souls. Yeah. It, it reminds me of now that heard it more and more as uh Van Everclear. Mm. Everclear. Like that had a father of mine. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. a little bit of a Santa Monica. Yeah. Mm. This is pretty. It, it, this is great. the The lyrics are exactly that that perfect. Just a little too much insight into this guy's relationship, but it just fits. It works. I uh, I don't know. I did th- th- this this one. I really enjoyed. I thought it was a banger. So, I mean, we'll see wow. how it fares in the '90s track though, because I've never heard this song before. You've never 99. heard this song? I've never heard this song before. I'm pretty sure. Maybe oh. I have, but I have no memory of ever hearing this song. Goodness gracious. I, I'm feeling so dumb right now because we covered him so much in the early playlist. Who's the guy? Alex Melton. Okay. I, we uh, should submit this to Alex Melton to have him do a cover because yeah. it would be great. Yeah, yeah, it really would be. Did you? He had a Shania Twain one recently that just went. It went the fuck off. It's mm. pretty good. He pops up on my YouTube, and I've been meaning to kind of catch up on what he's been doing. All right. Well, we switched up the bracketry a little bit. Jared, did you get your words on this one? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so down the bracket, we're gonna go with "Roll the Bones" by Rush, which is a Nick pick. You might have a chance here, Nick. You got to sell the fuck out of this one to get into the semis. All right. Well, the the thing about Bad Rush songs is that even Bad Rush is pretty good. This is the pizza of prog music. <laughs> um, Roll the Bones is the, the just the it's the fucking worst Rush song, man. It's just garbage. When it, if if you want to listen to Rush, no one sits down and thinks I want to listen to Roll the Bones. <laughs> you know what I could go for? A really half-hearted attempt at hip-hop at the end of a really mediocre prog song. And it's just... I, I don't know what it is, but I still like it. I still legitimately like this song. The guitar hooks in this are fucking killer. It actually has like a really uh, a really nice uh, guitar solo that plays later on. Alex Lifeson rips one there. Um, I mean, for an amateur rap, 
I gotta I gotta hand it to I gotta hand it to Getty and Neil for at least coming up with something that wasn't just like yo this is me and I'm here to say <laughs> <laughs> which which could have very easily been the result there uh, I don't know it's just a it's just a wacky little fucking song I've seen him play it live and people people still like it I guess I don't know why it's a it's the one of the worst Rush songs by like a long shot. <laughs> But it came out in the 90s. Oh, dude. I fucking love that you put this song on here. Like, it, one, it immediately branded us, branded me a fucking, like, hanging out in fucking Rex's garage in between practices. I don't know who, I think it was probably Dusty told me about Roll the Bones first, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I just, I mean, I could never get over the whole. Why does it happen? Cause it happens. Roll the bones. Roll the bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, it's such a fucking ridiculous, ridiculous song. <laughs> but like Nick said, it's Rush and I fucking love it anyway. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm conflicted, but I love it. <laughs> Great pick. Great pick, Nick. <laughs> I think I'll agree with you guys. Like it definitely deserved a place on this playlist. And you're right, it is one of the worst Rush songs, but it's wild and silly and uh, still a fun listen for sure. Uh, I forgot how ridiculous the little rap portion is until I <laughs> listened to it the other day at work. But uh, solid pick for this playlist, man. I got it really quick. The rap part reminds me of like Fly to the Concords. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like they listen to this song and they're like, we could do that. <laughs> anyway, Dusty, what about you, man? Yeah, so I feel like this song was like parodying the 90s or something, but like I looked up as a 91. Wow. I, when, I, when I first heard this, uh, I think it was. Um, watching Russian Rio and, and they played this live and I was like why do they why are they playing this live and like the entire discography <laughs> they could have picked you know there's so many songs of 2112 they could have played that they didn't they had to put this song on that that list and they had this like really shitty skeleton guy rapping in the background on that video board <laughs> I just like just image has turned in my mind from Russian Rio watching in Texas drop. But uh, yeah, it's just interesting song at the least. I mean, but I don't know, this is another nostalgia pick, I guess. This record plays my <laughs> There's so many ridiculous lines in the rap. Stop throwing stones, the night has a thousand saxophones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it would have to be like the most half assed lyrics they ever wrote especially coming from like Neil Burt, that you know was one of the greater like lyricists so I, oh God, dude. I just I, it's Relax. so ridiculous I mean he's like the same guy that wrote same guy that wrote 2112 wrote this shit song <laughs> oh, it's so crazy well, I know when I was living with Caleb and Pat, I don't remember what we were talking about, but Pat made a comment once and he said, 
that uh, the first year of a decade is really just a rollover from the previous year. So yeah. 1990 is just still 80s music. And Rush really nailed the 90s in 91. So you got to give them <laughs> extra points for that. They, they laid the the ground for the hip hop movement that happened. <laughs> All right. So we got to go full death match here. We got Hey Leonardo versus Roll the Bones. Where are we going, boys? Uh, honestly, I'm. I just love it too much. I want to see it move on. I'm rolling the bones. I'm gonna agree. Like I preferred Hey Leonardo as a song, but I'm gonna give it to Rush with Roll the Bones. Dusty, uh, Nick, you guys gotta decide. I I would just pick Rush just for the outrageousness of it. So, it's decided then, Nick. Uh, you got to put your pick in, but uh, no, it, it was going to be Roll of Bones too, solely for the fact that I don't think I've ever heard that blessed track before. That's mm. so funny to me. Like I like, it's n- just never popped on your radar. No, well, I mean, I, I I wasn't listening to the same radio stations you guys were listening to. Yeah, I imagine the Flannery Clan wasn't listening to a lot of KW three. Probably more like Caleb, where they yeah. thought pop music was the devil. Well, we didn't we didn't live in in Wenatchee in the in the nineties. Oh, so I, oh, I, I forgot that you moved any of those stations. Off. Yeah, I was I was out of towner. What radio stations did you have out there? I don't know. I was in Ephrata for a little bit, and then in Montana, and then I don't know Kent. Not KW four. <laughs> All right, for the. Last of the initial rounds, we got a hip hop just battle right here. Uh, Jared's gonna get the first track with Can I Kick It by a Tribe Called Quest. You're goddamn right. This song fucking, I, I like, I love it. This song fucking bangs. It reminds me of the 90s every time I hear it. It also still is just so good and you cannot you like if you're an, you're an insane person if you don't go along with with the, like the can i kick it yes you can see thank you yeah. i'm just saying like it's to me it's just it it's a beautiful track it take takes me to a place it's just what this list needed i'll uh i'll agree with you there like i this was my first pick for a hip-hop track i never added it but initially this is where i went for a 90s hip-hop track um and i don't know if you guys ever saw it It didn't really do real well but there's a movie that came out i don't know probably after we were out of high school called the whackness and it had uh one of the guys from that nickelodeon show josh and drake um i know what you're talking about it was a fucking the st- no, not <laughs> that there, one. Because either there's either Josh huh? and then Drake was like the other guy. That Drake guy was like uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't the Drake it, guy. It was, the Josh it was Josh Peck. Yeah, he started and it had the uh, one of the Olsen twins in it too. Oh wait, was, that movie you DVR back in the day when like the only person I knew that had DVR. I think yeah. we watched. It's a solid fucking movie. I still have it on DVD. I like it. Josh Peck is a drug dealer and mm-hmm. fell in love with his yeah. therapist uh, stepdaughter. And, uh, I don't know. Good movie. But this was like one of the 
like main songs on there and so it holds a place for that but I, it, this is an iconic song like it is just a really solid hip-hop track so i mean great pick i'll i won't shit on this one bit <laughs> well nick how do you how do you do you get do you kick it with trab i do i will i will now i didn't back in the day because i i'm i'm now I think I'm realizing I just grew up in a family that they didn't listen to a lot of hip hop. And it's very sad uh, because this kicks ass. Like, this song's really fucking cool. Uh, but I, I don't know that I'd ever heard it before. Whoa! I mean, maybe I've heard it before, but I've never seen any movies with Josh Peck except for, like, Red Dawn. He was in Red Dawn? <laughs> he was in the remake of that. The remake? Oh, yeah, I was like, in the worst movies ever made. It was, it was not great. I think it missed the point of the original by a little bit. Well, wow. check out the Wackness. It's a pretty good movie. I might, uh, but this song's pretty cool. I like the Buffalo Springfield sample on the beat. It gives it this like, really nice kind of super chill vibe. It was that '60s hippie resurgence that was happening in the '90s at the time that kind of reflected itself in quite a bit of the fashion that I witnessed uh, through several episodes of Buffy. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I for sure was not paying attention at the time. I was a child. Um. But no, this was a really cool discovery. I'm going to have to listen to some more Tribe Called Quest. Nice. Master Dusty Gill. I don't know. Solid pick. Um, saw this was like 19, I think. But yeah, um, it's still that, that chilly back vibe music. I don't, I don't really care for rap music that much. Like, or were to care for any of you kind of just laid back hip-hop style, I guess you call it, but um, I guess you couldn't have this without having some hip-hop in there. I mean, that was kind of the, the start of the boom, I feel like, that it, you know, got mainstream, where it became just everywhere in the early 2000s, you know, early, late 90s, I guess, was probably one of the big, you know, explosion ones. But yeah, is uh, it... it is the drummer Quest Love in this, or is he only in the roots? He's in the roots. Ah, okay. I, I just thought maybe he was in this because Quest was really. Roots, another solid night. Roots of the roots are awesome. Mm hmm. All right. Well, now it's coming into my last pick. We have Ghetto Superstar by Praz, Old Dirty Bastard, and Maya. R.I.P. to Old Dirty Bastard and Maya. And I will just say right off the top, in my head, this is more of a Y2K song like this. I would have placed this as like 01 or so, but no, it came out in 98. And I do remember stealing this album from my brother just to listen to this song. And I remember it being on KW3. It's got a banger of a beat. Maya has those super high, great vocals. I mean, it, it is it is just a fun, poppy rap song. So what did you guys think? I, I mean, dude, like, yeah. Like, I think it's kind of like what you said. You just said pop. It's like a good poppy, like, uh, like rap song. I fucking love it. I, I think it. I think it's easy to get lost in this track. Um, and you're right. Maya's vocals are great. Like, you know, and old dirty. 
you can smell them all over this track. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a it's a good pick, man. And I I also wouldn't have like necessarily pegged it for like a '90s song, but I mean, the more I listen to it, the more I can see similarities to like other things that were kind of around there. So that's cool. It's a good it's a good track. I will have to say real quick, sorry, but I have to give uh, Amy the the she picked this one. I I was going through hip hop songs. This came on. She's like, if you don't add this, we're going to have a problem. So (laughs) it it is. Nick, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I definitely remember hearing this one before. That 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 vocal line that that the lady sings in that is super memorable. So I for sure heard that. But I don't mm. know if I've ever actually like paid attention to the rap before. And it's super good. Like you're right. I can smell that old D. <laughs> <laughs> that that, uh, that ODB. Uh, That's right though, dude. He's stanking up this track. It's a good stank. Stank. Um, no, it's, it's really good. That opening line is cold as hell, though. Like, some got hopes and dreams, I got ways and means. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great line. Uh, this is super cool. I might actually have to check out some more. Maybe even go, go listen to some more ODB outside of this. I will say, I mean, Praz is the guy who gets, like, the credit for it. I don't know who the fuck that is. I've never heard of that guy before. But... I mean, ODB, I know for sure. So, Rass. Dusty, did you um, tell me you love this track? I do. It's like, this is one of those, I think it, when this came out, I was eight or nine years old. So, or I was exposed to this via my older sisters. So, as you know, all my music back in the day. But um, I feel like this was the one that, Start of the you know the late '90s was when this transition of rap happened, where they had these hooks like this that were like a you know pop man. I feel like Jay Z was one of the first ones who did like a Hard Knocks Life. Um, but yeah, I mean it's what I think of when I think of rap style. Um, but I feel like it kind of peaked in the early 2000s and it's got progressively worse as they got. <laughs> But this this is yeah, another song that's like was so popular you could hear it on the radio and they would obviously edit it. Censors, <laughs> yeah. Like when you heard uh what was that three six mafia Lil John song like, yeah. through the window. <laughs> and he said, Oh skeet, 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 skeet <laughs> Which was somehow actually worse than the real lyrics, I think. But yeah, no, it's just it's it's odd because I think this came in like 99 and 98 previous song was like 90 or 91 so it's like you have this whole spectrum of pop like evolution that happened interesting matchups i just looked because i know uh i said about praz he was uh one of the three members of the fugees him wyclef jean and uh lauren hill if anyone else knows about the Fugees. The Fugees, me and my brother were listening to the Fugees. And eating Funyuns. That's all I think about this when I hear that. Oh my god. I love that fucking, that, that comedy special. I remember watching that with Troy. Oh god, it was so good. What is live at the 
Purple onion. onion. Purple onion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on Netflix. I think I watched it a few months ago. Nice. It's been on there forever, then, because I remember getting a like, like ordering a DVD of it back in <laughs> yeah. the day. Yeah, that's fucking wild. All right. Yeah, well, gee. we got to go to a, a battle right now. So, yeesh. Uh, if we're going simply 90s, I think I'm going to give it to Jared and can I kick it? Because that was my first pick. I don't know if I like it better, but I'm going to give it to can I kick it for solely 90s reasons. I mean, I'm right there with you. To me, it is it is essential. And the Tribe Called Quest can fucking rule forever. So it's got to move on. No, 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 no shame yeah. on the other track, though. I'm going to pick the ODB one, actually. Ooh. Nick, Just what are you doing? That's, I don't know, that's what I think of when I think of my first exposure to rap. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to lean towards ODB too because I I remember Maya's uh, her vocal line there. It's the only that's the only thing I remember from either of these two tracks. So also reminds me of that um, that Doctor Doolittle soundtrack song. Who mm. um, was not that? But no, they're the same. So is the vote split right now? It is yeah. split. We gotta Ooh. pull out the Power Rangers flip. Here's the coin. Mm. All right, we're it's gonna have to give. Yep. Who's who, Nick? We're gonna. Dec- uh, I'm deciding now that the the claw of the dragon is gonna go to, uh, the Wu Tangiest one, I guess. So that's gonna go to the ODB, and then the Power Rangers logo gets to go to. Can I kick it? Come on, come on. Can I kick it? It's oh. moving. Yes. I mean, that's our second contested pick. So, I, but I'll give it to you, Jared. You solid pick. I'm wondering if this coin is balanced. all right we've made it through our initial picks remember we got a wild card coming in this in the i i guess that's the final four so uh going up to the top of the list we have a showdown right now between the way and letter cry by hootie and the blowfish where are we going boys i'll tell you right now I, uh, everything I said about the way I take back Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think you can be Hootie there. I mean, that's, no. that's it, like you said, Duke on. You know, it's Duke, Kansas, maybe. Duke, you no Duke, Duke uh, UNLV in the nineties. UNLV yeah. was, but Duke's still Duke. Flam, Hootie's taking this one. Put Hootie on the thing. It's got to be Hootie on the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now we have, this is another just heavyweight slug down right now. We have Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson in this one. It's REM's Man on the Moon versus Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who's biting the fucking ear Uh, off, man? So I'm going to have to vote for REM here because... Gives me the most Gautier vibes. <laughs> but there's a special thing in my heart behind that REM song. So it's very tough, but go through there. Oh, man. I'm, I, I am going tub thumper. I'm, t- I'm thumping along with I that. I mean, you can go either way here. It's, it's so 
It's so hard. I love that REM song so so much, but I do too. But I'm carefree I, when I listen to Tub Thumper. <laughs> uh, Nick, you go, you go. Uh, for nineties-ist, nineties-ist. Mm, it's gotta, it's gonna, it's gotta be Tub Thumping, right? Like that song was ubiquitous. I think so. I, I it's got to be tub thumping. So we're I we're mean, moving that's the on. Obvious choice, but I had to get the Gautier reference there. Respectable <laughs> competition. Gautier is going to owe us owe us big time for relaunching his career. So we got. <laughs> Didn't he just we, like quit though? I, I have no idea. I, I'm going to assume so because nobody ever heard another track from it. Oh no! Yeah, had a couple other songs in an album. Man, the the Mike Tyson Chumbawamba just bit the fucking ear off of REM right now. Ripped that <laughs> fucker right off. Which surprise my family did not watch boxing at all. I still watched that fight somehow. Really? Yep. I thought we like well, does Kevin buy fights now and stuff? Or? No, well my dad was still alive when that happened. We uh, were yeah, camping. Sure. We were camping in Pateras, Washington on our property, and somehow we had a TV on a dial in our camper that we towed out there every year. And somehow we picked that up and it was grainy as fuck, but I remember seeing Mike Tyson pulling him up in the clinch and biting that fucking ear off. <laughs> Dang. It was uh, after he got out of jail for a rape on my one thing in the 90s. Uh, and I now, just discovered this this Mike Tyson animated show on on uh, HBO, and it's like it's just fucking ridiculous. He solves mysteries with a talking pigeon and a ghost, and uh, they have like <laughs> this a is on a HBO. Yeah, I think it's like <laughs> from Adult Swim. They're like like fifteen oh, yeah. minute like blips, but they're so fucking good. Anyway, all right, we're going down. This is. Uh... We got a semi hip hop ballad. We got Roll the Bones coming up against <laughs> that 90s heavyweight with Can I Kick It? What are we going to do? I don't know. It's going to bloodbath. The we're 90s. Put Rush. I'm, I'm going to go Rush here because I, I have more memories to that. But I think Tribe would probably beat down Rush real hard. Oh, like, for sure. In a like. They're getting jumped, and it it's going to be a bloodbath, like you said. So I'm going to go with Can I Kick It. Yeah, but sometimes you get an upset. You get that seven and nine Seahawks knocking off Saints, you know, that, that kind of thing. So. I mean, Alex Lifeson probably bashed somebody with a guitar. You got Neil Pert hitting somebody with a hi-hat, you know. Oh, he did throw a security officer lady down. <laughs> Jared? I mean, I'm torn. There's part of me that, you know, the eternal rush flame is always burning. Lying but... naked on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how did that song not make it on here? <laughs> I think it's been on another playlist. I think we've definitely listened to that one. We have. But to me, like, I, I think less of the 90s with Roll the Bones as I do with Can I Kick It. So I'm going to go with the tribe. Nick, you're the decider. I have uh, I have some analysis here. It's it, it, this is gonna have to be the 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 we're gonna shoot back in time and take an example from the modern day of that time that Eminem roasted MGK so hard he had to go to, go to a totally different genre of music. 
Um, this is what's, what Tribe is doing to Rush right now. Like, get the fuck out of this hip-hop genre. You don't belong. <laughs> Go back to where you came from. Which is what Rex told me the first time I tried to hang out with our group of friends. I was just say. He told me, go back to where you came from. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I stuck it out and made friends with you guys, but I have been told that in the past. So it looks like Tribe is making it through. Now, now, boys, are you ready for the wild card? Oh. Here comes the wild card. We have the Pokemon theme song versus Go Go Power Rangers. What is more 90s to you boys? And it is important to note that the Pokemon theme song was the single song that Caleb put on the list. <laughs> like, I was, I was so curious as to why the Pokemon song, but I'm, we'll have to ask him the next, next, on another episode. This, yeah, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna lean towards Fuck, dude! I was such like I love po I love Pokemon, and the theme song gets me. I remember watching VHS tapes of the ep episodes with Luke Gillespie in his parents' basement. Uh, but I was such a fucking Power Rangers kid. Like it was mm -hmm. stupid. I I'm gonna go with Power Rangers on this one. It's a tough call, but I think you nailed it, Jared. Like both hold a a special place in my heart, but. I was still doing uh, Pokemon cards in the early 2000s, I believe. So I, I was done with Power Rangers in the 90s. So I am giving it to Power Rangers. Dusty? Um, that was tough. I feel like I was into Power Rangers longer because um, like Pokemon was such a high rocket a thing that happened to me for Maybe two years. Something you know when you're that young, you just get so into different niches, you go through phases. But like, I feel like Power Rangers is always something I watched for years after school. Like it was kind of always there, and I, I would I'm gonna lean more that way just because I feel like it had a greater impact on the '90s, and, and they both have quite the legacy, but. I feel like Power Rangers is a bigger deal. Um, but you also forget, do you remember that one show that had like the Jay Leno looking ghost man that was like, was it the Beetlebots? That was Beetleborgs. The, yeah. Beetleborg. the, the Jay yeah. Leno big Bad spooky Beetle. dude. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Uh, but I feel like I feel like the Power Rangers had more ripoffs than Pokemon, where Pokemon really just had Digimon and kind of mm. Yu-Gi-Oh. So I'm going to have to go with the bigger cultural impact. It's already decided, but Nick, do you have anything to add? With your gonna... with coin in hand, which, 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 oh, he's got the, oh, my oh it God. didn't work. I guess the battery's <laughs> dead. <laughs> that was my morpher. I'm a Power Ranger kid. I mean, I love both equally. Always have been. I actually legitimately think the Power Ranger theme song is why I like heavy metal today. Like, I think I liked that theme song so much. I was like, you know what? Those are cool sounds. I want to hear more of that. Dude, that's legit. I believe, besides Hootie, that was our only unanimous pick. 
So, <laughs> oh man, we're it's going to be tough right now. But we're going back to Hootie with "Let Her Cry" versus "Tub Tub Thumping" by Chumbawamba. Oh fuck! Where are we going, boys? Oh fuck! I'm I'm saying I'm I'm putting Hootie aside. I'm tub thumping all the way. Tub thumping. I'm riding this horse and I'm riding it fast. I'm I'm coming in. I'm bringing Hootie back into the mix. Let her let her cry. Has some feelings I haven't felt in it in a long time. I've heard tub thumping quite a bit. Um, I would say tub thumping because that was more of a defining anthem of the '90s than anything Hootie did. Hootie's Hootie's one of the biggest bands there, but like think of like one hit wonders from the 90s like that is one of the first songs uh i think that i'm gonna go with hootie hootie is gonna put hootie in the mix so we're gonna back in noah's ark (laughs) (laughs) we gotta go to a coin flip though we're two to two all right noah's ark all right nick what what's the decider it's gonna be the. I still am, am now like really unsure if this coin is even weighted properly. We're gonna go with the the dragon claw for Hootie, and then tub thumping is gonna be the mighty morphin logo. Loaded die. It is Hootie. Ah, Hootie. Well, it's a loaded die. I mean, it flipped the other way the other times. <laughs> All right, Danny Ocean. Let me inspect that coin. <laughs> we have our first finalist with Hootie. Now. We got, I mean, this is a matchup of the Titans as well. We have Tribe Called Quest with Can I Kick It going up against the Power Rangers theme song. Fuck. Fuck. It's right. We need an answer. I'll go uh, Power just put, me, put me down for Power Rangers. I wasn't aware of Tribe Called Quest at the time. It's not. This is a bloodbath. I'm saying Can I Kick It, man. That's more 90s to me. It's just... They, I don't fuck. Yeah, can I kick it? I don't have to justify to you fucks. Jared, where are you going? You know, this hurts. But <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna give it to the Power Rangers theme song. Like Ooh. I like can I kick it? Though it is what it is to me. It, Power Rangers theme song is something far more powerful. Uh, <laughs> it 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 takes. It, <laughs> Like me and my brother had like a like knockoff Kmart Power Ranger costumes for like four years until we finally outgrew them to the point it was ridiculous, you know. Like I remember getting like those like flip those like Power Ranger action figures that you'd flip the like the normal head. I had that too. Yeah, I also I remember one year the big birthday present that I got was like this combination of like all the different mighty Morphin power rangers weapons that like you could then like assemble you could like assemble them into like a, like that crossbow gun and like then you could you know like have the individual pieces also it was like i played with that with that thing until every piece finally fucking broke like power rangers i remember drooling <laughs> over that toy in the star in the in the store it was just it was the holy fucking grail of power ranger toys man i remember that one Dude, That's like one of those sweaty looking at that one in a Toys R Us. <laughs> you know those like commercials you would see like on Nickelodeon like that, just like coolest toys. Like, mom, mom, yeah. come! I need this. I need it. It was like some Rambo Nerf 
bazooka thing or whatever. Yeah, dude, that's what it was. And I, yeah, it takes. All right. Well, this is this probably going to be tough, but we have to come up with a finalist or a total winner to this death match. We have Hootie and the Blowfish with Let Her Cry coming up against the Power Rangers theme song. Oh, Where are we going? I can't go first. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I'll go I've, Hootie. I've, I've made a decision as well. It's uh, it's going to have to go for Hootie. Power Rangers was only a very small part of the 90s. It was a big part of my 90s, but Hootie is such a bigger part of the 90s, I think, for, for yeah, everybody. It, yeah, it was a bigger influence on music, pop culture. It was a, yeah. It was a good battle. I, I would, I think I'm going to have to, like, it's anticlimactic, but I'm going to say Hootie, too. It's more 90s. The Power Rangers is maybe more important to our 90s, but not to the overall late 1900s. <laughs> Final decade. Made a run. I'm also going to give it to Hootie. I can't deny <laughs> it. So now, now that we have, what was our fucking saying? Put Hootie through, what put, was? Put Hootie on the thing. Put Hootie on the thing. Put, they put made it. The thing. They made it all the way to the end of the bracket, and they are the winners. Oh man, I mean, honestly, that does not surprise me. Like when going through this list, I really did think I was like, I feel like Hootie's just gonna blow through this whole thing. Like, <laughs> as I, I love juggernaut. a lot. Juggernaut. Of, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, I love a lot of these fucking songs but yeah Hootie Hootie deserves it I totally would have had Sugar Ray on here had you not had on the previous list so that's what I was like ah it's, we just did that Yeah, Sugar that's Ray like one band one. that, that <laughs> belongs on here like, that is the missing piece sorry Sugar Ray Raymond I don't know if he could have toppled toppled Hootie though Darius Rucker, I mean, he could have beat beat down. What was yeah, Mark McGrath? Mark McGrath versus do, Hootie. Do you think Darius Rucker would bite Mark McGrath's ear? It's very possible. It's very possible. Damn, dude. <laughs> You're at would have made a run though. So, dang right. All right. Well, shit. We've come to our conclusion. Hootie and the Blowfish remains untouched at the top of the '90s fucking pyramid here. I mean, will anything ever ever unseat it? We don't know. I don't know if we want to know. We've decided. <laughs> but <laughs> good lord, uh, I gotta say this: uh, the the big biggest surprise to me on this playlist, and I don't know if you know Nick. You got. I hope you appreciate this. Was the Blind Guardian song because <laughs> I had never fucking heard it before. And the second, like, biggest was that fucking, what was it? The Carry On. Because I liked both of those tracks a lot. I can't believe like, I, I roped you in with 90s power metal. What the hell? I know. I know. Maybe it's the, it, I don't know. I don't know. It was just what it was. And I was like, I, I like, I didn't, I have never heard either of those tracks before. I had heard everything else on this list. Sure. Well, Angra's definitely got some pretty good stuff if you want to dig deeper. Uh, but if you want definitely to lean towards the more Tolkien side of Blind Guardian, just listen to Nightfall and Middle Earth. That's that's an album I just sit down with. 
That sounds in, beautiful. In the tavern in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have a shot at the new uh, series they're making. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, I'm not going to give... Surprises? I'm not going to give a bottom to this list because it was all <laughs> fine. But I think my top, uh, regardless of 90s-ness, is going to be Hey Leonardo. That's fucking good track, man. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to second that. Hey Leonardo is right at the top for me. That's the best discovery for, for this track. I'm for sure going to check out more. Dusty, what's yours? Um... I don't know. I mean, they're all, they're all great. And I'm just going to go fastball, my pick, whatever. Mm, I mean, solid. First album I ever bought. So, second album after that was Third Eye Blind, which originally had on this list. Got the cut for the REM song. Maybe they'll make it into round two, into the next time. Mm. We got to give Sugar Ray some time to cool down, too. So we can really, <laughs> really see him compete. Uh, old Sugar Ray playlist. Dude, 100% Sugar Ray. Don't tempt me. All right, guys. Just Sugar Ray inspired, like a Sugar Ray Jason. Smash Mouth. (laughs) Smash Mouth on there. Saw Body. (laughs) (laughs) Pacific Coast Party. (laughs) The second this song from Astro Lounge comes into one of our playlists, you know, we've taken a, a turn. Turn for the better. Yes. All right, gentlemen. This has been a fucking great time. I, 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 I honestly, the, the bracket thing is like, I think fucking great every now and then. It's, I, I really enjoyed it. Nick, I apologize if you did, if it didn't get communicated pro, like, but it turned out to be really I did, fun. You really I didn't know smashed. either. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring some heaters next time. I'm just gonna assume it's a fight. Every episode, <laughs> it's a fight. Tournament. All right, guys. Tournament arc. Well, somebody's got to say it. Keep your stick on the ice. There it is. Good day. Ugh. <laughs>